the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. You ain't black. I am black. I am Mr. Black. And you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. As we like to say, welcome to my world. No, Jesse Waters, this isn't your world. This is the world of Mr. Black. And so I want to thank you for joining us today. Your time is valuable, and I value your time. I bet you I value your time more than you do. As a matter of fact, I value your time so much that I'm willing to teach you how to steal time. Yep, did you hear what I said? I'm looking over my shoulder to make sure there's not a, a fuzz isn't around anywhere. But I teach people how to steal time. You know, the one commodity we have that is irreplaceable is time. You know, I always go through this. I'm not going to go through the litany, but you can replace everything else. Uh, but you cannot replace your time. We have a set amount of it. And so uh, on this radio show, uh, I like to help you invest that time so you get a good ROI. We know ROI, right? Return on investment. And if you really want to get an ROI on your life at a level you can't even comprehend, exponentially greater than you could possibly believe anything I said, and then go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, we got a class uh, March 3rd through 5th uh, in Dallas-Fort Worth, 48 hours. That will change your life, I guarantee it. Go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, hopefully, we're still crossing our fingers. It's hard to get a hotel there in the uh, in the Twin Cities, but we're working to getting back to. Um, yep, we're look, working to get back to uh, Minneapolis, or actually, I should say, Minnesota, sometime at the end of March. Go to likeitmatters.net, and you can learn all about that. So uh, today, I, I want to kind of continue. You know, when I do these shows weekly, there's a lot of times I connect the shows because it's not just a uh, a, a free stream of thought. They all connect. Together. It's a conscious stream of thought. And so uh, I want to expand on a theme uh, that we had yesterday. You know, when I had Adrian Lyles, you know, the pool movement, my friend, a fellow graduate. Uh, and really what we kind of uncovered, what Adrian hit on, that we didn't have a lot of time to s- spend on it because there was so much to cover. Uh, and if you didn't, didn't listen to that show, go to likeitmattersradio.com. Listen to yesterday's show. Uh, I think it's called, uh, uh, We All Speak in the Same Language, but we're using different dictionaries. I promise you, I'll give you some good insight into what's going on in the world. But what really what's going on, and Adrian uh, kind of alluded to it, is there's an identity crisis uh, that is happening. And it's not just in the individual. Uh, it's an existential crisis of the nation, of, of the community, of our country, of the church, let's be honest. So this crisis of existential beliefs is not only individually rampant, but it's corporately rampant. I mean, look at, you know, Coca-Cola, I used to bleed Coca-Cola red. I mean, they're out there spouting off about uh, black people not giving the right to vote if this new Georgia election law goes. But they're okay with the with the uh, Chinese destroying the Uyghurs, right? They're okay with that. They want to keep silent on that. 
I, I mean, it's just sad because I used to bleed red Coca-Cola. They've spent uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars with me. So it's not just individually. It's corporately. It's nationally. Uh, and when we consider how the, quote, individual works, see, I teach you how you work. I give you God's owner's manual to the human experience, right? We're a three-part being. We have a body that's a machine, so you've got to learn how to uh, make the body respond in different ways. You've got to realize that the mind runs the body, so the battle's in the mind. And then you have a spirit that is truly who you are. You are the, uh, you're not that carbon-based life form that you see in the mirror. You're the spirit that occupies that carbon-based life form. And so I deal with all three pieces. And so when we understand how the individual works and creates experience, then we can scale that process to the masses with the same understanding. And that's what I want to bring you, understanding. This is not about my opinion. This is not about politics, although all that will play. You'll hear my opinion. You'll hear what you call politics. I don't call it politics. I call it culture, but you'll hear it. Uh, But why? Because our beliefs are the foundation for everything we do or do not do. And one thing I share in the, on this radio and in my class is what I believe. And I give other people the right to share what they believe. But when you share it, you share it with power. power. You share it with passion. You share it like you believe it. And if you don't believe it, you shouldn't be sharing it. And so that's a big difference. And there's a battle going on. And ready for what the battle is? It's for what we believe. There's a fight out there for getting us to believe certain things. And as a warrior, you know, we're supposed to be fighting the good fight. Yeah, Ah, right? Yeah. You need to be aware. See, when we're aware, we can be prepared like that great samurai in the background, right? So I don't want you just to survive. I don't want you to just get through something. I want you to excel. And what you got to realize is that there's a battle going on. Now, that's not bad. That's reality. Please hear this. If you read a book, If you watch a movie, Star Wars, right? Come on, you know Star Wars, right? Uh, The the Republic, right? And the the rebels, the rebels, right? The bad. And which one's good? Was the Republic good, or were the rebels good? Right? There's a battle. Romeo and Juliet, right? Right? Uh, West Side Story, right? The sharks and the jets. I bet you John doesn't have finger snapping drop, does he? Right? <laughs> the sharks and the jets. Where you're just walking through snapping your fingers because that's what you do, right? Uh, so you got to get this, what's going on. Life's about a battle. You know, so I brought this up yesterday. And I want to kind of build from this. That a conflict in a story is the element that gives direction to the story. Our lives, right? We're good versus evil, right? The whole Marvel universe, right? All that stuff, right? Good versus evil, right? Uh, We typically, all literature, all storylines, have really two opposing forces, right? And it's similar in life. Uh, Establishing a conflict or multiple conflicts creates interest and tension in the story, right? What do you think the whole concept of wag the dog is? Right. Wag the dog is when a president's uh, administration is not doing well, they will deflect. They will distract. They will bomb a country. Uh, they will have a pandemic happen. Oop, I'm sorry. They said that loud. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they will do something else. Whether you're talking about Nixon or Carter or Reagan or Bush or Clinton or whoever, they've all been accused of wagging the dog. Right. Because it creates an environment that changes our focus. Now. On these conflicts, there are four basic types. And I want you to understand that's what we're in right now. So we have man versus man, right? The conflict of the nature, right? And by the way, this is uh, this is going on all around us, all around us. 
uh, man versus man, the internal, and this is not the internal conflict. This is, you know, Republican versus Democrat, Trump versus Biden, uh, black versus white. And you notice how the, the world's pushing that, we're separating us so we can fight against each other. They're, they're separating us uh, and then putting us against each other. Man versus nature, right? Type of conflict has to do with, you know, right? Save the planet, right? Save the planet. Oh, those evil flat earthers, right? Uh, What good is it we don't have a planet, right? Man versus nature, right? Man versus society. With this type of conflict, protagonists will stand against the whole of society. Guess what the truckers in Canada are doing, right? They're demonstrating democracy, right? Absolutely. They're, They're protesting against a tyrannical government. Right? Absolutely. And then you got man versus self. And this type of conflict is one that I wage every day. Matter of fact, in Islam, this is the original term for the intifada. You got to know this. This is what the original intifada is. Now, the Quran is like a lot of faith religions because it's a religion. You have the holy book and then you have the traditions of man. You have the Quran and then the Hadith. Uh, Mormonism has the same thing. You have the Bible and then you have the Book of Mormon, the DNCs. Seventh day Adventists have the same thing, right? They have the Bible and then they have all the writings of Ellen G. White, Catholicism. I mean, let's be honest. Catholicism, you have the Bible, but the Bible is really secondary to the Apocrypha. Uh, they actually have something called the Catholic Bible. They have the traditions of men, what the Catholic Church believes, whether it agrees with the Bible or not. Think about it. The Dark Ages, what caused so much death in the name of religion was really the ramp up of how to destroy each other using religion, right? Why was it called the Dark Ages? Because people didn't have access to the Word of God. They had access to Catholic priests and bishops and cardinals who would then tell them for a fee what the Word of God said and meant. Hence the rise of Martin Luther and the, and the, uh, the Reformation, right? The five solas of the Reformation. Sola Fida, uh, Sola Gratia, what is it? Sola Cristo, uh, Sola uh, De Gloria, and then Sola Scripture. Uh, faith alone, through Christ alone, by grace alone, uh, to the glory of God alone, and it's the Bible alone. Today, we're going to talk about what is going on, and we're going to go to the core of everything we do or do not do, and we're going to talk about what we believe. I am Black. We'll be right back. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Hear the latest reporting and analysis on the big stories of the day on the Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's top-notch reporting from SRN News, along with the sharpest insight from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, Sebastian Gorka, and the voices of townhall.com. The Daybreak Insider Podcast. It's your first look at today's top stories. Available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. This is Dr. Fraser Crane. I'm listening. And so is the black man. I am Mr. Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. Today, we're talking about I Believe. I mean, it's natural. It's Black History Month. And, you know, the famous speech by Dr. King, Brother King, uh, I have a dream. Don't you get what that dream was about? It was about a belief. And you know why Dr. King had a belief, uh, had a dream? Because he had a belief in the God of the universe. And today, we want to talk about the power of our beliefs because you got to realize that there's a war going on out there. Uh, and it's a war for what we believe. Uh, it, it's a battle of the narrative. And you got to get this. And at some point, you've got to have a standard. You've got to have a, a reason for why you believe what you believe, and you've got to be willing to stand up. And I always tell people, if you can't defend what you believe without using Donald Trump as an example or using the F word, then you might want to consider, is that a belief that's worthy of having? Just because everyone else believes it. Remember, people believed it was okay to have slaves. Uh, people in the biblical day believe that if you're out there working with my brother in the field uh, and you're swinging an axe uh, and the thing flies off and hits my brother and kills my brother, then I'm going to kill your brother, right? If you kill my brother, even if it's on accident, I'm going to kill your brother. Uh, if you take one of my sheep, I'm going to take two of your goats. Uh, if you take one of my goats, I'm going to take two of your children, right? I mean, this is what people believed all the time, an eye for an eye, a, a pound of flesh, right? So... You know, we used to believe it was okay to have slaves. We used to believe that a, a black person was less than a whole person, right? I mean, so we used to, uh, the Germans believed that the Jews were a threat to their very existence. Do you, do you see what happens? Our beliefs drive everything. If someone believes they're not worthy, if someone believes that their life is so screwed up that there's no hope that nothing will ever get better, they wrap a robe tie around their neck. They tie it to the door and they lay down and kill themselves. See, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief. 
And nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. And it's a battle for the narrative. And the reason why we're going to talk about this briefly today is it's what's called critical mass, called the 100th monkey concept. It's the 3%. But first, you got to realize that everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. Now, before the break, I had one of my listeners text me, uh, no, I am not Muslim. Uh, I do uh, study the Quran. I do study the angel. Uh, I uh, absolutely, I, I want to be able to have a conversation with Muslims about what they believe uh, and what they believe about Jesus. Uh, and I want to understand what they believe and then help them understand Jesus. Because in the Quran, there are, I think, 94 ayahs uh, that mention Jesus, Isa al-Masih, Jesus the Messiah. And when I said before about the battle, please hear this. I'm not okaying the intifada. The, what's going on in Israel and the Palestinian, that's, that was taken out of context. Uh, that's man taking something of God that tells us to have this internal conflict and make it externally. But the Eric uh, intifada, what to me, if, I, if you look at the word, it says internal fight. Look at it. Look at the word intifada. It says it right there. I'm an etymologist. Inti, interior, internal, fada, fight. It's the inner fight. It's an Arabic word literally meaning as a noun, tremor, shivering, shuddering. It is derived from an Arabic term, nafada, nafada, meaning to shake, shake off, get rid of, as a dog might shake off water or as one might shake off sleep or dirt from one's sandal. And I want you to know, I study the Quran. I got a couple English versions of it. The Quran says that Jesus uh, can be a, is a seed of Allah. Uh, Jesus, Isa, Isa, they call it Isa in Arabic. Uh, Isa is uh, uh, the breath of Allah. Uh, Isa is on the same uh, level as Muhammad in the Quran. The Quran tells Muslims that Christians, the people of the previous books, uh, could be their best friend. Uh, the Quran tells uh, their believers uh, that when in question, seek out people of the other books, seek out Christians, seek out people of the way so they can show you some of the signs. Uh, so I want you to know, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a blood-bought saint of the risen king. I believe there's one way to God the Father, and that's through his son, Jesus Christ. And I, I seek understanding. Because if I can understand you a little bit better and you can understand me a little bit better, it doesn't make sense we're in a position of a better relationship. And so the intifada is not in the Quran. It's in the Hadith. And the Hadith is just traditions of men. Uh, and so I want you to know that's all called religion. Anytime you have a set around of rules to be acceptable to God, that's always called a religion. The Quran, and there's always another book, anything but the Bible. So again, with the Quran, their holy book, what they would put on the level of the Bible. No, actually, they think it's better than the Bible because it's their last holy book. But we believe the, the, the Bible is the word of God, right? And by the way, 70% of the Quran comes from the Bible. Just so you know, 70% of it, you can find the, the virgin birth in there. You can find Noah, David, uh, all that stuff's in there. 70% of the Quran is from the Bible. But it's a religion where Christianity requires a relationship. And it's no different than Mormonism. Right, they have the Bible, and I love Mormons, and I got a lot of good friends, and my best friends are Mormons, and they have the greatest religion because they teach about family and all that. But again, anytime it's a religion, it's man's attempt to be good enough to God. And so, uh, but there are going to be a lot of Muslims in heaven. There's going to be a lot of Mormons in heaven, a lot of uh, Jehovah's Witnesses. It has nothing to do with your, quote, religion or your church. It has to do with your relationship, our one-on-one -on -one relationship with Jesus Christ. You could be a, a, a Muslim and have an intimate relationship with Isa al-Masir. 
And so that's what we go to heaven for, not because we're good, not because we're bad, not because we're a Mormon or because we're a Muslim. It's because we have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ that we've been cleansed by the blood of Christ. And Mormonism has it. You have the Book of Mormons, DNC, Seven-Day Adventism has it with LNG uh, White writings. Catholicism has their Apocrypha and their own little Bible, uh, right? And that's why the, the five solas of the confirmation, this is what Martin Luther said when he actually got a hold of the Bible and saw that the Catholic Church was lying to him. The five solas of the Reformation and solas, meaning alones, are five principles, right? Uh, Faith alone, through grace alone, uh, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. And then the last one, which is important, to the Bible alone. Why do I say all this? Because this is my belief. Don't you get it? See, I believe. See, there are six levels of beliefs. And it's something called the logical levels. You got to realize this is how we work. There are six levels, and the higher the level, the more impact. The lower the level, the less impact. The higher the level, uh, the more difficult it is to change. The lower the level, the easier it is to change. The higher the level, the more drastic the change. The lower the level, the more minimal the change. There are six levels. Highest level is spirit. Right below that is identity. Right below that are beliefs and slash values. Right below that is capabilities. Right below that is behavior. And right below that is environment. And it really matters because no one responds to reality. We respond to our map of reality. You know, I really like this guy. just found this Dr. Everett Piper. He does an editorial in the Washington Times, and he wrote a couple good books. But uh, he wrote an article in January, and he starts off the article with this. Quote, he says, M. Scott Peck once said that America had become a people of the lie. His point was that our nation's establishment, our leaders in government, media, and education, along with a horde of mindless lemmings who parrot their every decree, have lied so often to others and even to themselves that they have come to believe their own deception. The central defect of the devil, he said, is not the sin, but the refusal to acknowledge it. Uh, Parenthetically, a side note, my own opinion here, not his. Uh, That's what you got to realize. Uh, the whole word, we're called to repent and confess. And if you understand what those two words mean, the word confess means to agree with God that what you did was wrong. And then repent is to change your mind to do something different. So again, to quote his last sentence, the central defect of the devil, of evil, of the devil, he said, is, quote, not the sin, but the refusal to acknowledge it. And that's what's going on in America. He went on, quote, lies are now what defines us. While usually subtle, our deception is remarkably consistent. This is because we have crossed over the line. We are characterized by our absolute refusal to tolerate the sense of our own sinfulness. Our goodness is all on a level of pretense. It is, in fact, a lie. Actually, the lie is designed not so much to deceive others as to deceive ourselves. We lie only when we are attempting to cover up something we know to be illicit. Now, again, I want to take it globally. Now, let's take it individually. Think about the lies. I've been in counseling for 30 years. Think about the lies we tell ourselves all the time, eating disorders. Here's a a woman or a man who's fairly healthy, fairly thin, and they see themselves as fat. So they stuff themselves and then throw up. And they make themselves sick because what they're seeing and what other people are seeing are two different things. They've been lied to. Suicide. A temporary problem, but you take a permanent solution. Cutting ourselves. Sabotaging a relationship. Killing someone who offended us, they deserve to die. Isn't that amazing that we can play God, that they deserve to die? These are all lies. At the end of my training, I go through 20 blocks of leadership. Things are holding us back. And we lie. We, we lie to ourselves. I always say I've met the enemy, and he's living in my shorts. 
In other words, if other people said and did to me what I've allowed in my head, I never tolerate that. We trash talk ourselves. We lie to ourselves. We repeat lies from other people. We allow the devil to have free reign in our head. And when I tune into what's going on in my head, I ask myself, is that me? Is that God or is that the devil? I mean, let's be honest. Right now, you know, GoFundMe shut down 10 million of this peaceful protest of Canadian truckers because there was violence. Two people acted out. But yet they supported BLM. They told you to send money to Antifa. Uh, they and, and when their businesses were burning and cops were dying and people were being shot and attacked and beaten, you have CNN crews in front of it saying this is mostly a peaceful protest and everybody's supporting those. Not a joke. That's democracy. But what's going on with peace-loving people say, hey, stop it. You're not supposed to mandate our lives. We don't live in China. We don't live in Russia. But now there's a lie. Remember, Donald Trump contested the last election. But, you know, Cheryl Abrams did it in Georgia, and everybody loves her. Hillary Clinton still doing it. Uh, Stacey Abrams did it in Georgia, and everybody loves her. Hillary Clinton still doing it from, five, what, what, six years ago, whatever it was? She's still doing it, and there's no problem with her. Do you see what I'm saying? We're lying to ourselves, ladies and gentlemen. And here's the problem. No one responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. And why does this matter? Because when enough people start believing the lies, everything changes. It's called critical mass. And I pray that you or I are not the hundredth monkey. Because once the hundredth monkey takes place, everything changes. Everything changes. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about I Believe. Because everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief. What do you believe? We'll be right back. What is this bizarro world? I be normal. Listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive, professional, communication training, to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job, a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means I know that I can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes. I'm extremely proud that I get to serve my community, and that first step I took by joining the Army National Guard has made all the difference in my life. 
talk to your local recruiter, or visit NationalGuard.com to find out what firsts are available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Bonjour! You cheese-eating surrender monkeys! Come on, man! <laughs> Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. I am your life caddy. I'm your radio host. I'm the thought provoker. I'm the poker, man. I'm, I got this little this little poker, and I'm just poking at you. I, I want you to think. Mm. I want you to live and examine life. You know, an unexamined life is not worth living. I think it was Aristotle Socrates, one of those smart dudes said that, right? But there's a lot of smart people out there, but we all fall short of the glory of God. See, I always go back to my belief system. Remember beliefs, we have a structure of beliefs. There's six levels. Dr. Robert Diltz in something called the logical levels identified six levels of structure that we have beliefs in. They're based on Greg Baton's, uh, I think it's a, a, I don't remember what the name of it is, um, but it's Greg Baton's book, Ecology of Mind, I think is the name of the book. It's, it's a tome. It is not a light read. Ecology of Mind by Greg Bateson. Uh It comes from that. I'm a master practitioner of neuro-linguistic programming, been studying 30 years, and it basically is God's instruction manual to the human experience. And so we're talking about the day, but, you know, we all fall short. Uh, nobody can reach perfection. That's up to God. And uh, I got this. Uh, there's a great book out there called uh, Brilliant Blunders. Uh, it's so cool. It's, uh, the subtitle is Colossal Mistakes by Great Scientists that Changed Our Understanding of Life and the Universe. See, a lot of times what we keep saying, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science, uh, a lot of science is just hypothesis that we're working to prove. And once you can run so many tests and have them come out so many ways, the exact same way so many times, then we can say that's factual. But let's be honest. There's a theory of evolution, right? But it's being taught as science in class. That's stupid. Uh, There's no missing link. Uh, Why do we still have monkeys? Uh, You can't go. There's something. There's one thing about micro uh, evolution, but macro evolution I'll, I'll, here, I'll throw you this pen, and I'll give you a billion years to turn non-life into life. Go ahead. You don't have enough time in non-time to take inanimate, non-life, and turn it into life. The first life had to come from somewhere. You can't go back far enough to say there was no life, and then there was life. And that was created at what we would call the Big Bang. But who did the banging? Again, you're making it sound like something happened on its own without some type of uh, stimulus, which is – and you got to figure out who was the stimulator. 
At some point in any basic relationship, there's a stimulus and the response. It's the law of causation. It's the chain of causality. It's basic logic, people. And so I want you to know that, man, people are wrong all the time. When I was growing up, my parents and other parents of my parents' age used to listen to a dude named Dr. Spock. No, not from Star Trek, you goof. No, there was another Spock. Yeah, and he was wrong, absolutely wrong. It took for his son to kill himself, commit suicide, before people started looking, hey, I get what's this guy telling everybody else what to do, and his own son's taking his own life, right? So uh, we round out that Dr. Spock was a bit of a quack, quack, quack. And, but yet, for 20 years, I mean, the whole 1619 Project, this woman, and she's got a Pulitzer Prize. She gets paid like $30,000 to show up and open her mouth for five minutes. Uh, oh, my gosh, she's on uh, a tenured professor. What a joke. And she basically made up stuff that feels good. It's tickling our ears to make certain groups of people feel good. And those of you out there that have been racist make you feel uh, rectified, right? So let me tell you from this book called Brilliant Blunders what it says. Quote, more than 20% of Albert Einstein's original papers contain mistakes of some sort. 20%. Now, this was one of the smartest guys most people think ever lived. In several cases, even though he made mistakes along the way, the final result is still correct. Listen, this is often the hallmark of truly great theorists. Notice theorists. You start with a theory, but you have to prove it. And when something's been taught for 200 years like evolution and still hasn't been proven, at some point you got to say, well, maybe that's not a good theory because you can't prove it. They are guided by an intuition more than by formalism. In a letter uh, Einstein wrote on February 3rd, 1915, to the Dutch physicist Hendrik Lorentz, Einstein provided his own perspective on mistakes in scientific theories. He says, quote, a theorist goes astray in two ways. Number one, listen to Einstein when he said, the devil leads him by the nose with a false hypothesis. Ouch. And for this, it says he deserves our pity. Number two, he, his arguments are erroneous and sloppy. And for this, it's parenthetical, for this, he deserves a beating. Amen. So even though Einstein himself certainly committed errors of both types, his unparalleled physical insight showed him in many cases the path to the right answers. So in 1949, Einstein's collaborator, Leopold Infeld, described Einstein's pioneering paper on, cosmo on cosmology this way. Listen, although it's difficult to exaggerate the importance of this paper, listen, Einstein's original ideas as viewed from the perspective of our present day are antiquated, are antiquated, if not even wrong. Indeed, it is one more instance showing how a wrong solution, listen, because this was going on in America, how a wrong solution of a fundamental problem may be incomparably more important than a correct solution of a trivial, uninteresting problem. Wrong! And, and ladies, what's going on here, and gentlemen, is we're being lied to by ourselves. John Hopkins University just released a report that the media will not let you know about. John Hopkins, that says the shutdown that only probably saved 0.02% of one, uh, yeah, of those infected. 0.02% of those infected. Yeah. I mean, he said, they said it was worthless. It did so much more damage today with our kids, right? We lie all the time. Remember, we lie to people, and we make them believe it, and that becomes the truth. 
Yesterday, Adrian Lyles with the pool movement said, you know, early on, right, the lie was by the media telling you that, that black people are animals, they're criminal, they're overly sexualized, they're going to rape your daughters, and they're going to steal your farm, and they're going to uh, beat you up, right? And so because of that, then it justified lynching people, right? You had the whole community uh, telling you how evil people of color were, and so that justified white people lynching them up. The Germans did that. The Germans made the uh, the German government made the German citizens uh, fearful of the Jews. They would tell them to report. They would tell them they were taking all the money. That all their problems were the Jews' fault. And it got to the point where Germans, typical Germans, would turn the other's cheek when uh, these Jews were arrested and just disappeared. And people knew something bad was going on, but they didn't want to admit it. This is what's happened all through the history of time. You look at the um, the genocide in Rwanda. Remember the Hutsis and the Tutsis, I think it was, years, decades ago? And one, yeah, the Tutsis, right? Hutsis and the Tutsis, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Hutus and Tutsis, John, help me out. Hutus and Tutsis, I haven't thought about it for decades. But remember that one group of people, same skin color, same nationality, probably a lot of same beliefs, but different tribes, and they would take machetes and butcher each other. I think we're in the millions, something like that, died. Also, uh, Yeah, yeah, and the, the, none of those people were melanated. So I want you to understand this is why it's important to understand. So I want to go with this last little bit. I want to go through these logical levels. If you got a chance, you should definitely Google it. Uh, uh, Robert Diltz is his name, uh, Dr. Robert Diltz. Uh, it's called The Logical Levels. Uh, and for the longest time, there was only five of them. Uh, it was environment, it was behavior, it was capabilities, beliefs, values, and then identity. There was no spirit because in NLP, because everything's subjective, it's quantification. How do you quantify something? Uh, they didn't believe in God. They were liberals from Berkeley uh, and uh, didn't believe in God, wanted to do it their own way, wanted to do things as they want. And so uh, they, fact- they facilitated where basically if you couldn't prove God and no one can prove God, uh, then, you, uh, then basically he's not real. Come on, and man. So, yeah, I know. And so what they did eventually, though, they realized they had to add something above man. I'll explain why. Because one thing we learned about the neurological levels is you cannot uh, change, take, make change at the level that change was needed. So it was Einstein who said this. Let me put it differently. Einstein said this. He said, you can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And that made no sense to me. You can never solve a problem at the same level it was created at. And so as you look at the logical levels, it makes sense now what Dr. Einstein was saying. See, a couple things to remember about the logical levels, three key points. Number one, it's easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. Like, remember, environment is the bottom one, then behavior is right above that. Now, your identity is the top. So spirit's the top level, identity's right below that. Environment's the base level, behavior's right above that. So if you look at behavior and identity... It's easier to change things at the bottom versus top. Listen, it's a lot easier to change what you do than who you are. Get it yet? I can hit you and stop hitting you. But if I'm uh, uh, an abusive person, do you see the difference? One's a behavior, one's an identity. Let me give you an example. Let's say my son lies to me, Christian lies to me. And so I speak poorly and I say, Christian, you're a liar. I just took one of his behaviors and attached it to his identity. Why does that matter? Because you got to be careful what you attach to your identity because we act as if. How does a liar act like a liar? How does a bully act like a bully? How does a thief act like a thief? We act as if. 
So what I should have done is kept his my disdain for his behavior where it belonged at his behavior and then built up his identity. So the proper way for a good parent, a good psychology student to say this would be this, Christian, you lied to me. That's unacceptable. You're better than that. So I kept the behavior in the behavior. I criticized his behavior, and I built up his identity. See, this is the key. See, we are unconscious creatures. We only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. The rest is at the unconscious level. And so I believe that when you can learn how to create pictures, words, and feelings in your unconscious mind, you have the same exact skill set needed to change those that don't serve you well. Because everything that goes into our head affects us. And if I could go back to a little me, take my uh, DeLorean and go back in time, back to the future, the five-year-old me, and get on one knee and look that five-year-old me in the eyes and say one thing to that five-year-old me, I would say be careful what you allow in your head. Because once you get something in your head, it's hard to get rid of it. And you got to understand how we work. You would never get in a car without knowing how it worked. You would never get in a truck without knowing how it worked. You would never get behind the wheel of a, uh, something you didn't know how to work. And yet you occupy that human body without knowing how it works. And so today we're going to talk about the logical levels. I'm going to break them down with you after the break. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You lack discipline. Do you understand? Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Real returns, what you actually get from your investments. That's return minus inflation and taxes. Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing the implications of inflation and taxes on your bottom line. Alan Mike will share with you how to be prepared for retirement in an inflationary, higher tax environment. Make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 9 a.m. Sunday on Freedom 1570, or call them right now with your questions at 855-231-6010. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 
30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. You've got the brain of a four-year-old boy, and I bet he was glad to get rid of And I found it. Uh, I am black, and you are back to being under construction on Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And you can go to likeitmatters.net. Get yourself into class. Man, the world's attacking. We're going numb. Uh, man, our bodies are crumbling. Our thought processes is getting atrophied. Uh, man, come to my class. 48 hours will change your life. 48 hours will give you a new lease on life. 48 hours will make you feel 20 years younger, unless you're in your 20s, and I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it's right in front of you. You can learn more about yourself in 48 hours than you can learn about yourself in years outside this class. Uh, uh, stunning. So we got lots, uh, we got a Dallas-Fort Worth class uh, March 3rd through 5th. I think we're getting ready to close it. We're like 10, 11 people. We typically close at 12. Uh, and then I have a class at the end of March. It looks like the last weekend in March or possibly a first weekend in April uh, in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, I should say, Minnesota somewhere. Uh, and then we'll be back in Las Vegas, April 20. I mean, back in Dallas, Fort Worth, April 21st. But go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule to see about it. You know, I'm amazed at how we're being manipulated and uh, stunning. I saw this article uh, out of uh, London. Uh, said uh, 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 Canadian truckers feel vilified by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's portrayal of them, they told Fox News. Uh, it was interesting, this was from Sky News out of London, I think, uh, that these truckers, I mean, peaceful protests, they're giving up everything uh, to finally stand up, kind of like we've always done, like we used to, you know, for two years, uh, the Democrats bragged about BLM, destroying cities, blocking traffic, uh, shutting things down. Remember Occupy, Washington, Occupy New York? Remember that? Remember the, the zones in, uh, in Washington and Oregon that everybody was bragging about how cool this was, that democracy was at work, that the whole cities were shut down, uh, that people would occupy. Remember the whole Occupy movement, how great it was, how wonderful it was, democracy in action. Right? BLM, democracy in action. Antifa, throwing cow urine on people, uh, spitting in people's face, punching them in the face, calling black cops the N-word. Remember, that's all democracy. But now, uh, if it's not for the right thing, now you're, you're extremist. You're an insurrectionist. That's the new word, right? Everybody who's a white Christian who Trump supports is an insurrectionist, right? So... I think it's disgusting, this one when the trucker said, I think it's disgusting for any leader of a country to vilify people for exercising their democratic rights, their right to protest, the right to demonstrate peacefully. And yet you have James Carville saying that he wants to come up and punch every person that has to get vaccine because they're a piece of they're a piece of fecal matter. Uh, and you got other democratic leaders who say all people that won't get vaccinated should be put in camps, uh, should be put in jail. Uh, a guy that needs a kidney, a veteran was taken off the list because he can't get vaccinated or could kill him. Uh, and it's just silly. And so why does all this matter? Because 
what matters is the narrative, what we believe. People don't respond to reality. They respond to our map of reality. They respond to what they believe to be true. No one responds to what you're doing. They're responding to what they believe you're doing based on their past. You got to get this. And so we're talking about the neurological levels. Six levels where we have values and we have belief systems, I should say. And these beliefs affect the levels below them. It's kind of like the belief in abortion. If you believe uh, uh, abortion is okay, then I can tell you one thing you don't believe. Then you cannot. It's impossible for you to believe that abortion is murder. Because if you believed abortion was murder, then for you to say abortion's okay would mean to be you're okay with murder. And so then what you have to do, you don't realize this, it's a passive aggressive, this is the little lie. You have to believe that life starts sometimes after birth. What? Because other, yeah, because otherwise you would be killing a life. That's called murder. And so then what you do is like Biden used to know that life uh, began at conception because that's biblical. It's scientific now. You can film it. Look it up. Google it. Not a joke. They did, yeah, they did it in a frog. A frog's egg was uh, uh, fertilized, and they could actually see the explosion. They could go to the cellular level and see it. Look it up. So, yes, life starts at conception. Joe Biden agreed with that until he was president, and then he needed the black vote, and he needed the abortion vote. And so now he says, well, he doesn't believe that. So you can believe it, though. That's we don't play that. See, there's different layers of belief. Do you understand? Uh, if you, let's say your husband's cheating on you and everybody's telling you, but you refuse to believe it. You know why? Because underlying that is a belief about you're not good enough. You're not worthy. Uh, that you can't be enough. That you can't satisfy your husband. That you're not this. And so if you were to believe that he was having an affair, then all those other beliefs about yourself that you're fighting because you want to be good enough, because you want to be special, because you want, they all kick in. And so that's why some people, you will lie to their face, they'll lie to your face. My sister uh, was a habitual liar. She could be wearing blue socks and you could see her socks and she would tell you they're white. Uh, you could pass the lie detector test. Why do you think they're not admissible in court? Because if you believe what you're saying is true, then your body won't react like it's a lie, even though you're lying. So all you got to do is make yourself believe what you're saying is true and your body won't react as if it's lying, even though you're lying. Nobody responds to reality. We respond to our map reality. So three things about the logical levels. It's easier to change things at the bottom versus the top. Change takes place from the top down, not the bottom up. And the third one is you can't change an issue at the same level as created. So let me break it down for you. Remember, there's six levels. So I'm going to start at the very bottom and work my way up, okay? From the psychological point of view, there, seems, uh, there are six levels that human beings work with most often. The basic level is your environment, your external constraints. This is where you hang out, what you believe about where you hang out. And then you operate on that environment through your behavior. This is where you say, it's okay, a man should open the door for a woman. Uh, uh, you should say, thank you when someone gives you something. If someone gives you something, uh, uh, or when you ask for something, you should say, please, right? You operate on that environment through the beliefs about your, quote, behavior. Now, your behavior is guided by your mental maps and your strategies. You know, if I do A, then B will take place. If I'm nice to my wife and kind and loving to her, then when it's time to have some fun physical married time, then she's going to want to do that. If I do this to my kids and teach them values and this, and they're going to do this, you see, uh, the, the capabilities. And these capabilities are organized by belief systems. And this is what you believe you're supposed to do. A man should do this. A woman should do this. A married person should do this. Um, um, I'm, uh, I'm not good at this. Uh, I'm really good at that. I need uh, 10 hours of sleep a night to function. I don't speak well in public, you see? And then those 
belief system values are organized by identity. And this is the critical one. This is the Superman level. This is be careful what you attach to your identity. This is so huge. Man, ladies and gentlemen, this is why the drama triangle that we're being fed right now is so terrible. Because we're being taught about our identity. That we're, you're either a victim or you're a persecutor. And then, of course, we have the rescuer. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google search when we're done. The Drama Triangle. I think it's Stephen Cartman. It's a little 40-page book. And the Drama Triangle is a model of dysfunctional social interaction created by psychotherapist Stephen Cartman. Each point in the triangle, trial, uh, triangle represents a common and ineffective response to conflict. So the victim, the victim stance is poor me. The victim is always victimized, right? You have entire section of people. If you're homosexual, uh, if you're transgender, of course, if you're black, of course, if you're a non-conservative woman, uh, if you're all this, right, you're a victim. So the victim feels victimized, right? You attach it to your identity. And after that comes all these other things. So the victimized person feels oppressed, feels helpless, feels hopeless, feels powerless. But don't worry, the Democratic Party is going to save you. They're going to beat those evil Republicans. They're going to save you from COVID. They're going to save you from Russia. They're going to save you from the evil Republicans. Because every good victim, you know what they need? They need a rescuer. See, the victim will seek out a villain to blame and also a hero, a rescuer to save the day. But also, you know what the hero's job is to perpetuate the victim's feelings of hopelessness, right? Biden wants you to know how helpless you are without him, that those evil white Christians are doing this to you, those evil Republicans, those evil insurrectionists, and some of you are buying into it. Yeah, you ain't black, right? The victim typically sees themselves as the innocent victim. The rescuer, a.k.a. the hero, the rescuer line is let me save you. Classic enabler. The rescuer feels guilty if they don't go to the rescue, yet the rescuing has negative effects. It keeps the victim dependent and gives the victim permission to fail. And then, of course, the persecutor, right? The persecutor insists this is your own fault. The persecutor is controlling, blaming, critical, oppressive. Every single problem you have in the world can be pointed to because of that person right there. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to deal with these beliefs. You've got to go through each level and check out what do you believe. Why does it matter? Because everything you believe or do not believe drives everything you do or do not do. you got to get this. And tomorrow, collectively now as a nation, we're getting what's called critical mass, 3%. Uh, it's called mass formation. And this matters because, ladies and gentlemen, this is how you work. This is how you can be manipulated. This is how you can be unconsciously maneuvered in a direction that does not serve you well. And if you're not aware it's going on, guess what? If you're not aware it's going on, how do you stop it? If you're not aware it's going on, how do you teach your children? If you're not aware it's going on, how do you fight the good fight? That's what I'm here for. If you want some spiritual help from above, go to wayofwarrior.blog. If you want uh, some help daily on the radio, go to likeitmattersradio.com. And if you want to change your life in 48 hours, go to likeitmatters.net. You're under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. The scientific term for this massive social phenomenon is hoser mania. Bonjour, you cheese-eating surrender monkeys! It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. 
Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. According to our latest research, local business owners today are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was just a few months ago. They also told us that targeting the right audience with their advertising messages is more important than ever. At Salem Surround, our team of local in-market experts take that seriously. We utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Let Salem Surround show you how we can solve for your marketing challenges by bringing nationwide resources while delivering Main Street solutions. Salem Surround is here to help you through the constant changes. We promise we'll help your business stay ahead of the changing weather. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.